you have your Bibles this morning, I need you to turn to the book of James. You're going to be in the third chapter. As you turn to that text, I need to be, uh, have a disclaimer. Because when you see the text, you're going to say, oh my. He's fixing to nail us to the wall. In all sincereness, my intent is not to nail you to the wall, blister your backside. My intent is to help you and to help me for us to understand what we need to be doing and how we need to be about doing it. May I remind you as well that before I preached this message to you, it was preached to me. And I've had to repent and I had to get some things right before a holy God. My intent is that you will not bow up on me. That you won't get ticked off at me. But you'll realize... My heart is for us to be on the same page for the glory and the honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I have not picked anyone out. I'm not going to call any names. I just feel like if the Holy Spirit is doing what the Holy Spirit does, He'll take care of all of that. We're in James. We're in chapter number three. Actually, the whole the body here is uh, starting in verse one, going through verse number twelve. We're all familiar with the text, but I want us to kind of camp out on verse number five, and then we're going to cover the other verses. But I need you to look at verse number five. If you had to put a title on this morning's message, it would be The Tongue, a Matter of Life or Death. The Tongue, a Matter of Life or Death. In verse number 5, listen to what the Bible says. It says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. What he's saying here is that sometimes we are very prideful. Sometimes we go ahead and we like to uh, toot our own horns. Sometimes we go around and we want to promote our agendas. We want our opinions known and we want them to know them well. We're arrogant. Sometimes we become self-righteous. And then we have a lost and dying world that needs to hear a word of life and we're trying to plead our case and why we think we're right about a certain situation when people all around you are dying and going to hell. Now listen to what he says. Boast of great things. Behold, how great a member... A little fire kindleth. 
By God's grace this morning, I'm going to preach a message. The tongue, a matter of life or death. We need to understand this morning that it's not the tongue that is evil. It's how we use the tongue. See, we can exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a good thing. And we've done that this morning. We've exalted the name above all names. We can also edify the saints. Church, may I remind you, the two primary functions of the church is to evangelize the lost and to edify the saints. We are to be building up. We are to be lifting one another up. That's what we've been called to do. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and give you a little uh, video, if you will. Not actual video, but just... Uh, I was sitting in my office and asking God, seeking God on what I need to preach on this morning. And I was in Genesis, Genesis chapter 37. You're familiar with that. It's about Joseph. Joseph is gone. Uh, Jacob has sent uh, Joseph down uh, to check on his boys. Good reason why Jacob needed to check on his boys. And so he sends Joseph. And so Joseph goes to Shechem. They're not there. They said they've been going to Dothan. So uh, Joseph could easily say, okay, I've done what I was supposed to. Dad told me to come to Shechem. They're not here. I can go back home, give the report, and I can go on with my life. But he understood that he made a promise to his father that he would do what he was called to do. And so he goes on to Dothan. By the way, just a, a little sidebar here. That's exactly how we're supposed to go about. God, our, the Heavenly Father, has given us an assignment. God has called us to do something. He's called us to reach out to a lost and dying world. But here's what happens. Sometimes we go and uh, we say, well, I'll go ahead and I'm going out of a sense of duty and that's the Calvinistic theology, by the way. God's got it all taken care of. He doesn't need me. I went ahead. I went. I know I should go further, but I'm not going to go any further. I've done what I'm supposed to do, and I'll turn around and go back home. See, we need to understand that when you have a compassion and, and, and you have a, a love for lost people, because you see, you understood at one time you were in their shoes. And you're grateful that somebody came and somebody didn't stop out of sense of duty and go back home, but because of their compassion and love, because they realized if you died without Jesus Christ, you'll spend all eternity in hell, they went that extra mile. Aren't you glad that somebody went that extra mile for you? So I was on that and that's what I was going to preach. And the Bible tells us there in Genesis that the brothers saw Joseph coming. They hated Joseph. And so now they've plot to kill their own brother. See, that's a very tragic story. How could somebody, their own brother, how could they devise a plan to kill him, to murder him? Immediately I went to James chapter 3 where we're at this morning. And that's exactly what has happened in the body of Christ we not a took out a 357 or a 38 or whatever, but we got that tongue wagging and we've murdered some of our brothers and sisters because of the words that we've used. We can use the tongue 
to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, to edify the saints, or we can use it to exclude people who need to hear life, but we're more worried about expressing our feelings when lost people are dying and going to hell. As we look, I want to, there's only one support text this morning. The text that we're going to be looking at speaks for itself. But in Proverbs chapter 17, verses 27 through 28, this is what the proverb says. It says, Oh, what we reveal when we open our mouths. What do you reveal when you open yours? Do you speak life or do you speak death? Do you speak on how you feel about certain situations? Maybe you could be like that man who came and the preacher preached this text and he came up to him and he says, Preacher, I just want you to know I, I enjoyed your sermon. Your sermon broke to me, but I, I'm just letting you know. I've always been a man that wanted to express my opinions. I wanted to tell it just like it is. And, I, and I'll just go ahead and I'll just get it out of there. And after I'll go ahead and I'll rip into somebody, I feel so much better. Preacher looked at him and he says, You may feel a lot better, but what about those that you've damaged. Amen. Folks, we need to be very careful with the use of our tongue. And you say, well, I've always been like this. I just don't have any control about it. Well, you're right. Because in this text that we're looking at this morning, it says uh, it's like a wild animal. We can tame wild animals, but we can't tame our tongues. And I understand that. In your own strength, you can't tame your tongue. But I'll tell you one who can. The Lord Jesus Christ can tame your tongue if you allow Him to control your tongue. And that's the first thing that we're going to look at. This, I want you to look at verse number 4. Verse number 3, I'm sorry. Uh, James is giving some illustrations about the tongue and how to use the tongue. And he gives the illustration about putting a bit in a horse's mouth. And uh, we understand that uh, if you know anything about horses, you put a bit in, a, uh, uh, in, in the bit, uh, you can control that whole horse. Just by that little instrument, putting it in the mouth. And that's what James is alluding to. He says your tongue uh, can, uh, needs to have a bit in it, if you will, because what you say controls the rest of you. But notice in the text, uh, he says that that little bit can control that whole body. Now, I know he's referring to the horse, but I thought about this. You know our tongues can control the body, the body of Christ. See, if I go ahead and I spout off and I'm going to go ahead and I'm climbing uh, and I'm just ripping into somebody and I'm just saying all kinds of things that I shouldn't be saying, the whole body will suffer for it. Matter of fact, this is, uh, I came across this, uh, this saying here and it says that there's one sin. There's one sin that will cause more damage to the church. 
There's one sin that will cause the church to lose its power. There's one sin that will cause uh, the church to have a poor testimony within the community. And that one sin is an uncontrollable tongue. We've killed more of our brothers and sisters by how we use our tongues. And we need to understand there needs to be a bit. And that bit is the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God that has set up residence in you can control you. It's amazing to me how we'll go, and, and I understand uh, that uh, we, we, some of us have gone through some uh, difficulties. Some of us, our sins are a little more open than others. Some of us have had to go through addictions. Not all of us have had that. Some of us have had problems with alcohol in the past. Not all of us have experienced that. Some of us have had to go through a divorce. Not all of us have experienced that. Some of us has had a son or a daughter who's gone wayward and gotten into sin. Not all of us have experienced that. But I dare say that every one of us here in this room today has had this experience. We've let our tongue not be controlled. Every one of us has been guilty of that. And it's caused more damage within the body of Christ than any other sin. But not only has it caused damage within the body, it's also caused damage from without. Because we see that he moves on to his next example. He goes from the bed and he goes now to the rudder. He says in that rudder, he says, uh, on the ship. And he says that the rudder is the fierce winds come, which tells me he's talking about a storm. Now stay with me here. And, and, and I hope you are, are, are fixed in. Again, I want to remind you, I'm not here to uh, hurt anyone. I'm not here to, to blast you. I'm just here to tell you we just need to get real honest and we need to repent of some things that we've said, not only within the body, but what has gone outside the body that has caused damage to our testimony and has caused damage for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because there are some people who are going through some storms. That's what the Bible, what he's talking about here. He says, now this rudder will guide you. That little, that little part of that ship oh, will guide you and will get you out of the storm. See, we need to understand that on any, on any given Sunday, there's someone here that's going through a storm. There may be somebody sitting next to you. Might be somebody sitting in the balcony uh, and uh, beside you. They're going through a storm. Maybe it's a financial storm. Maybe it's a relationship storm storm but they're going through a storm and here they've come they haven't got any word of comfort in the outside world because the outside world could care less about your storms may I remind you they don't give a rip about what you're going through and so they're looking for someone to give them a fresh word. They're looking for a word that they can count on. They're looking for a word that will help them to get through their storm. But what do they do? They come in and they're hearing this group talking about how they didn't like how things went down over this particular end. And then they go over here and somebody's ripping into somebody because they didn't do something they thought they ought to do. And so here they are. They're going through a storm, but all they're hearing around them 
is nothing to help them through the storm. I'm telling you, because of the use of our tongue, we have not speaking life, but we spoke death. That's exactly what's happened. See, I've come to realize that what we're doing here is not about me, it's not about us. It's all about Him. And it's about lost people who are going through storms who need a word from the Lord Jesus Christ, who need a word of truth, and all they hear is nothing but an uncontrollable tongue. I'm burdened today. I'm burdened because I turned the TV on and you got this one with their opinions, you got this one with their opinions. You go and everybody's got their opinions, opinions, opinions. Now, you can have an opinion. I'm not saying that. I, I have no problems with that. But I'm telling you, there are days when I need some life. There are some days I need some encouragement. There's some days when I need some, uh, some, so a word spoken into me that's going to help me go through what I'm having to go through. And I really don't expect, by the way, I'm not surprised I'm not getting it from the media. I'm not surprised I'm getting it from a lost and dying world. But I am a little surprised that I'm getting the same thing that I'm getting out there that I'm getting with my brothers and sisters. And it should not be. Because this thing is bigger than us. This is about the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and it's about getting truth out. But we're spending more time talking about this. Why not that? Now notice here in verse number five. Here again, I'll remind you, I'm not mad. I'm burdened. I'm burdened. In verse number 5, look what it says. He talks about the size. He says it's a little member. Now, that word usage there in verse number 5, now this is good, you've got to stay with this, means melody. That's the word usage in verse number 5. He's saying your tongue, and, and the word usage is composing a song. That's what our tongue was intended for. Is to be a melody, to be a sweet sound, a beautiful sound to people we come in contact with. That's what it was geared for. That's, that's what it's made for. But as I thought about that and about composing a song and, uh, and writing a, a song, I also uh, started to realize that... Sometimes our songs are not pleasing. Now, I understand that I cannot sing. I've been reminded on a continual basis. I tried it with everybody to say, you know, I think I ought to sing. And everyone says, no, we don't think you ought to. There are times, I'm telling you, there are times when I think I got it. I finally got it. And I'm singing in the shower. I'm singing in the car. Now, I have my grandsons. Ezekiel likes my singing. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra's cool with it too. The other day, song came on. I cranked that thing up. You thought I was an 18-year-old going down there. And, and Rebecca's even fussing. That music's way too loud. 
I see we're cranking and we're singing. Boy, them, the boys are there just kind of going, dun, dun, dun. And I'm singing. I thought, man, this is good. I'm, I, think I'm, I'm, I think I've arrived. And, and, then I, I, and then Rebecca looks over and she finally, she turns. She is such a killjoy. She, she, <laughs> she, she turned that radio down and she said, I said, what are you doing that for? She says, I've had enough. <laughs> but my boys were with me though. Now, I know it was horrible. I know that. But you know what? It brought joy to my three grandboys. I thought about that. Does your words bring joy to those around you? Are you singing a melody that breathes life into someone who really needs joy? to hear a word from God and some encouragement. That's what he's talking about here. But then I want you to look in verses 5 through 8. We're going to see the out-of-control tongue. John Wesley had preached a sermon. John Wesley, of course, John and Charles Wesley, they founded the Methodist Church. Uh, by the way, the Methodist Church at this time is not like the Methodist Church of today. But... Uh, that's another story for another time. And he was preaching on that, and a man came up to him, and he says, Brother Wesley, I just want you to know that I like to speak my mind. He says, I just want you to know I think that's a talent. I just like to get it out there. John Wesley looked at him, and he said, Sir, that could be a one talent that the Lord wished you did bury. An uncontrollable tongue. Notice in the verses here, it talks about, now take the whole body here if you will, but oh, we understand that it can, in verse number 6, it talks about the world of iniquity. Now that word is a picture that it's widespread. Here again, sometimes... The way we use our words, it's like a shotgun. And it causes damage widespread. Now you may be talking to an individual, but there's others that hear you. And so when you're saying some things that you know you shouldn't have said, and you, sometimes you even regret a little longer, I want you to know once you've said them, you can't take them back. The damage is already done. As I thought about this, I thought about the day in which we live. When I thought about how our tongues can be widespread. Now before you sour up on me, understand. I, I know that texts and uh, Facebook in and itself is not evil. It's how you use it. I get that. I understand that. I do not use Facebook because I don't even know how to use my phone half the time. Okay, I'm just, I'm just telling you. But now we have something that maybe was intended for good has been turned into bad. 
See, Facebook is good when you're rejoicing over something. Maybe someone in your family got saved. Man, that's good to uh, text somebody and say, Hey, praise the Lord. Uh, my little girl, my little boy got saved. And, uh, it goes all world. You know, that, 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 that's good. That, you can, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, from what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing, that's primarily not what we're using it for. We're using it because we have an uncontrollable tongue. And we want to go ahead and let everybody know what I think about the situation. God help us. We get enough of that from the lost and dying world. We ought to expect a little bit more from one another that are brothers and sisters in the Christ. And I've also found, while we're on the subject, this is not in my notes, but while, while I'm on it, why in the world would you want something that maybe you even haven't checked out 100% and go ahead and voice your opinion on it and then later on find out you didn't get the whole story. The damage has already been done. The damage has already been done. Now, you can repent of that and you can get right with that, but I'm telling you, lives have been shattered. Individuals have been painted in a bad light and all for not the cause of Christ, but because this is just the way I feel about it. Church, we ought to have a higher standard. And by the way, what happens within the family should stay in the family. Now, if I got, I, mean, I, was, I was just thinking about this, and, and this is not my nose, but I'm, I'm, here again, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm burdened today. I'm burdened today because there are lost people, people that need to hear life, and they're not getting it from the source that they can only get it from the body of Christ and we're spending more time expressing how we feel and what we think and we really haven't got everything together but we want everything. Give me all the facts. And when sometimes it's not good because damage has been done and all that does is go more people get damaged. And so what do we do? We go around and we say, well, I guess, it, uh, you know, I'm, 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 it's already been done, damages. Lives have been ruined. And here's what we're doing. We're broadcasting to everybody. Co-worker says, hey, I saw your Facebook. Whoa. Boy, you ripped into them. I never knew you had a tongue like that. They're lost. And then you turn around and say, Oh, by the way, would you like to join me at my church? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would I want to go there? I can get this kind of language where I'm at right now. And so here we see there's an uncontrollable... Notice here it says it only takes a spark to get the fire going. Notice the word usage is here. He says, set on fire of hell. Now the word usage for hell there 
is Gehenna. Gehenna is outside of Jerusalem. The, there was a dump. That's where all the garbage would go. That's the word that is used in here. All the garbage would be dumped, and, and it was a burn. There was a constant burning of garbage here. He says, your tongue, when it's uncontrollable, that's exactly the picture that he's giving. First of all, because some of the stuff that you're saying is a bunch of garbage, has no use whatsoever for the kingdom. It's not edifying anyone. It's not encouraging anyone. You're just ripping into somebody. And then he says, it's burns and it's burning and it's burning, and it's burning. That's what gossip does. Now, that's the first time I've used this word. Here's how it starts. Brother Rob, I'm, I'm just letting you know what I've heard. Now, this is just what I've heard. So, Brother Rob, you know, this is what I heard now. I'll go ahead and tell. Well, Brother Rob, now here, I'm just using Rob. I'm not saying he's done this, okay? So don't be, you know, beating up on I'm just using the illustration. Brother Rob goes to Brother Travis. Brother Travis. Brother Mike came to me. Now this is what he's heard, and this is what I'm telling you, what he heard that he heard from somebody else, that they heard from somebody else, that they heard from somebody else. By the way, usually the person that you're fixing to slam, you haven't heard from them. But that's, you know, that has nothing to do with anything. And so Travis says, oh, oh, wow, wow. So he goes to Brother Page. And, and the next thing you know, that little spark now has become a fire. Oh, uh, by the way, the gospel will do this. I was in sociology classes and we did this experiment. We told a story in a circle, and it had to be passed around. It never, ever came back to the last one the way it started. So that's what you heard. Yep. Can you believe? So we get about four pages. And then, because we're Christian, just need to pray. <laughs> if you're going to forget it, that was not your intent. You weren't concerned about hurting somebody, you weren't hurt about damaging reputations. You were concerned that you had a part to play and you wanted to get in Facebook before somebody beat you to the punch. And that's exactly what the Bible is saying has destroyed more testimonies, has destroyed the power of the church, has speak death into a world that needs life. And then you go and you tell them, you invite them, and you talk about how Jesus has changed me. Oh, yeah, he's changed you, all right. You're gossiping just like a lost person. 
You're saying things just like a lost person. You're really not concerned to getting all the facts. You just want your two cents worth thrown in. And now there's a flame that's roaring and burning. And there's casualties all around us. Church, this should not be. But then he goes on and talks about the content. Look at verses, starting with verse number 9, going on to verse number 12. I'm paraphrasing here. But he talks about content. He says, on one hand, you're speaking blessings. On the other hand, you're speaking cursing. Bible talks there, how can it be that out of the same fountain there's sweet water and then bitter water? Did you hear what I said? It says, how can it be that in one moment you're speaking blessings and you're praising God? We praise God this morning. So we were lifting holy hands, hopefully holy hands. We, we were exalting the name of Christ. And it could be that somebody can't wait to get out of the service or maybe even while we're in the service, you're texting saying something about the sermon. You didn't like it. Or whatever the case may be. Scripture says, how can this be? James 1.8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And that's exactly the problem. See, we have been made... To speak truth, speak life, to give sweet water, to have a wonderful melody, a song of encouragement, a song of brother I know you're going through and I've, I've, I've heard some things. I just want you to know I don't need to know all the facts. I just want you to know you're my brother, you're my sister and I love you and I'm going to be praying for you and I'm not going to get on the Facebook. I'm not going to be texting and tell somebody else to do it. I figure if the Holy Spirit's in it, the Holy Spirit convict some other people to go ahead and start praying for the situation and we understand that we don't have to go and get it on Facebook. It's amazing to me how much we rely on social media today. Got to be a fact. Saw it on Facebook. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? I'll tell you what's wrong with us. It's not what's coming out of here necessarily. It's coming what out of here. The Bible says our hearts are deceitful. It could be today, you don't need to clean your mouth up. You don't need to work. I worked at a preschool some years ago. I don't know why this strikes me as funny, because it wasn't done to me. But there's a little uh, child, five years old, and he came up to the director. And he looked at her, and he said a, a word. It was a word. <laughs> and... Uh, it was, uh, I, I was like stunned. And she looked at him and she said, what did you say? And he said it again. 
So she took, back then, you could do this. I don't know if they do that. She took it, a bar of soap, washed it, and he's crying, and bubbles are coming out and, and all that. And I'm over there, and I think, this is a pretty good show. You know, and, 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 and so uh, that subsided. She, of course, she had to talk to the parent and whatnot. And uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, to the director came to me, and she said, can you believe what he just said? I said, I hadn't heard that in a long time. I mean, it was, hey, some of you that served in the military, he would have put you to the task. I mean, it was that bad. And uh, she said, but he said it a second time. I said, now, I'm going to have to defend the little guy on this one. I said, you asked him what he said. <laughs> she says, you're right. <laughs> See, that's not what we need. That's not what that child needed, even though he deserved it. Because that didn't take care of the root of the problem. The root of the problems are hearts. Let's just get honest with this. The root problem of our tongue is what's in our heart. You ever heard this saying? His true colors are showing. When you're put to the test, your true colors will show. Now, I want to just, I know you'll get this. Just a couple little sayings. Then we're fixing to go into the invitation because I really believe all my heart. I told Brother Randy uh, before we came into the service, I said, I really believe that God's going to do something in our service this morning. Now, I believe he's going to do something in every service, but I just had this special sense of urgency. I think God is going to make some breakthroughs today. So we're going to get an invitation. But you'll go ahead and fill in the blanks. You ever heard this saying? You better think before you speak. That's right. If you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. Those are catchy little... But you know, there's a whole lot of truth to those. And here's our problem. A lot of times we don't think before we speak. And here's what James is trying to tell us. If you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. Church, I know that we've looked at the text here. We've preached on the tongue. But we have a bigger issue at stake. It's a heart matter. And it could be that some of you need to repent and you need to get your hearts clean. If your heart is clean, your tongue will be clean. Maybe you're here this morning. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need your heart changed. You need to get saved. Now, I know I've been speaking to the church primarily. Holy Spirit can still work. If there's a lost person here, they can get saved. But church, I made mention of this this morning in class. Revival is not for lost people. Well, brother, I, wait, what you Hear me out. Revival is for the church. A spiritual awakening is what a lost person needs. You cannot bring a renewal 
if you've never been born again. Revival is for us, church. And I believe with all of my heart, what we need is a revival. We need to get before a holy God, repent of our sins, ask Him to forgive us of our sins, and we need to get up, dust ourselves off, and we need to join hand in hand with our brothers and sisters and realize this thing ain't about us, it's about them. They're lost, dying, and on their way to hell. It's about a community that needs life. It's about individuals who are going through storms and they need to understand there's hope. Uh, they'll be, they need to hear a word that they can get through it. But it can't be done until we get our tongues under control. And the only way they can get under control is when we allow the Holy Spirit to control us.